It's Leah Rance. This episode of Afternoon Rants, which is proudly sponsored by Academy Mortgage of Agawam, they get the deal closed. I'm joined by Kyle Boatwright and Michael Garcia as we talk about our upcoming play, Ghostlight Theater's Significant Other, that's going to be brought to Gateway City Arts the first two weekends in May. We're going to talk about the play and we're going to talk about the rocky journey of finding a significant other. Be prepared to get a little emotional. Leah Rance Afternoon Rance Oh, it's Leah Rance It's Laser 99.3 and 98.5 It's Afternoon Rance And oh my god Oh my god This show's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> I already know from the energy Just ridiculous We're here <laughs> <laughs> We're weird oh. Get used to it So If you haven't already heard, I am in a play called Significant Other, presented by Ghostlight Theater. It's going to be at Gateway City Arts the first two weekends in May, and I am currently joined by my castmates, Kyle Boatwright and Mike Garcia. Hello! Hola! For all the bilinguals out there. (laughs) Shalom! (laughs) And they're so shy. It's going to be so difficult. Super shy. Yep. So... With this play, Significant Other, you want to give a little bit of backstory with it, Kyle? Um, So I think overall the play is really about learning to be happy for your friends as they progress, regardless of what it is. In this particular instance, it happens to be romantic relationships, right? And so there's that whole struggle of we be coming into our 30s, right? And all of our friends are getting married off one by Mm -hmm. one and having kids and getting the picket fence and the dog and buying houses. And then... If you're in a particular group of friends, there is that one person that's the last one to go. And so what does it mean to be the last one to go? And not just in terms of jealousy, but also in terms of coming to terms with who you are as an individual and what your future is going to look like. Absolutely. I feel like that's something awesome about this play is that it's something that especially everybody in this cast is right around the same age of where we're all kind of dealing with this now. Most of us. (laughs) (laughs) And Kyle actually plays um, the, the main character his name is uh, Jordan, who's being played by Johnny J. Gordon. Johnny J. Johnny J. And uh, <laughs> Jordan is finding all of his best girlfriends are kind of moving on. Uh, my character, Kiki, she gets married first, and oh, he's not Kiki. And he's not too bummed out about that one, but then slowly <laughs> one by one, mm-hmm. all of his closer friends, Kyle plays Vanessa, these deeper, you know, relationships she begins to move on. And I won't give away too much, but, you know, um, we begin to see that. Um, just give a Quick shout out to everybody that's in this play. Megan Healy is directing. What up? Patrick Healy is doing set. Ezra is for support. Yes. Thank you, Ezra. Yes. He's eight. And he is talented as hell. Yes. It's true. It's true. Uh, Tina is doing costume. Anna is doing. I know. I called her Anna. I felt so bad in the first podcast. Anna, I'm sorry about my accent. The lovely Anna Steiner. She is doing um, lighting. Jennifer Goslin Gaz is uh, stage managing. Judy Ratner, who is playing Helene. Jess Brand, who is playing Laura. Johnny J. Gordon, who's playing Jordan. <laughs> and Greg Mahoney, who's playing Conrad. My, uh, a lot of things. A lot, lot of things. And speaking of which, Mike, you are also... 
playing a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) But my absolute favorite character, and I feel like everybody's favorite character, honestly, in this. Evan. Evan. That's a lot of pressure, okay? <laughs> the best character. You already play him perfectly, like, truly. I, mean, I ain't just blowing his horn either. He's my best friend and plays also my husband in the show. Yes, I do. He nails Evan. Cannot wait for you guys to see him. Yeah. Oh. I, truly, every scene that Evan is in just, like, totally, like, I, I, steals it, you know, Listen, honestly. It's not much of a stretch to play, like, the gossipy co-worker who's super fabulous. Like, that's <laughs> kind of been my role through life what, so I'm okay you? with that oh my god no yes you know <laughs> like I make the tea and I spill the tea <laughs> oh my god so as you can tell we all hate each other yeah, and true. um I decided to kind of promote this, I wanted to do a series of podcasts kind of dealing and relating some stories that we have with significant other, you know, and uh, I know that Johnny and Greg, we talked about bad dates, but more in terms of just significant others in our lives, you know. Definitely. You guys got some good stories. It's true. It's true. Oh, Lord, here we go, guys. (laughs) Guys, I am so sorry for what I am about to lay down on y'all today. (laughs) Y'all better get comfortable. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, so I'm relatively seasoned in the way of significant others. (laughs) Please explain what that means. Right? Are you like a little adobo on things? Well, I'm a little adobo. A little spicy. (laughs) Um, I... You know, I'm currently very single. So, hey, if you guys like my voice, please give me a call. Don't do it. So, um, I'm single now. I'm 31. Um... I have been engaged. I have moved across the country for dudes. I have dated somebody 30 years older than me, which, by the way, was the best relationship I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Do not recommend it for everybody. His daughter was older than me, but it was great. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) And his wife made me bacon. It was like that. So, you know, so I've, I've what? His wife? His wife, yes. So wait, he was already in a relationship? To be fair, it was an open relationship. Oh. And sometimes I stayed at their house, and when I did, I would come downstairs, and Kathy made bacon for me. And then she and I talked about sports. It was great. That's so nice. It was it was real nice. I want to wake up and you. have just bacon. Right, right. <laughs> wake up next to your man and then have somebody else make you bacon. No never been there before in my life. Probably never will again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got some stories. So I've got some stories, but I have a specific one, which is one of my, you know, more recent relationships. You know, this is after I broke it off with my ex fiance and I moved back here from. Las Vegas, which is all the other thing. Kyle's um, tell-all book comes out Kyle's, this November. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of every of everything ever. So you know, I I was dating this guy. He was a lovely, lovely man. Let's call him. Let's call him. Let's let's call him. Let's call him Stuart. Stuart Little. I like Stuart. I like Stuart. Let's call well. Stuart. So all right. So I met. Did you just say he was little? <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> My God, we don't even know I, Stuart. I said he was not actually. <laughs> so there's that. So this nice wow. man named Stuart. It started out super like lovely girl next door, whatever. I live in a small town. You know, I'm at my small town coffee shop doing my work and this man comes in and he's super cute, whatever. Um, so 
he sits down next to me and we start talking and like it becomes this lovely little relationship. It turns out he lived down the street from me. It was like it was perfect, very quaint. And bit by bit, I started to notice that he um, was dirty. How? (laughs) (laughs) Needing a bath dirty. Oh, oh. Needing a bath dirty. Girl. He had this sweater. (gasps) He had this sweater. Poor Mike. Mike and I have been friends for a long time. Mike, who I'm sitting next to right now. And Mike can attest to the um, unique scent of the sweater. And (laughs) it was was a unique scent. Mm -hmm. It was... It was not good. So, you know, Stuart and I started to have some issues. We were together for a long time, relatively speaking. It was over a year. Um, But, you know, so we started to have normal relationship issues in and about whatever. And then this one night we were at this party and I looked over at him and he had his whole hand in the large bowl of Cheeto Puffs. All right. The entire hand. The entire hand. Just like, swimming around. Just swimming around. Swimming. Up to the, down to the wrist. You know, whatever. Just <gasps> swimming around in there. Grabbing them. Just eating them like, like a hand fruit. Like the whole handful was a fruit. <laughs> and then, guys, I swear, this man looked at me and smiled. His sweet little romantic, I love you smile. It was a hopeless, hopeless romantic. So it was always lovely when he saw me. And smiled at me, and he smiled, and this man had orange number 49 from all of the Cheeto Puffs (laughs) in every tooth crevice I have ever seen. And then, you know, he finishes his handful, his hand fruit Cheeto hand. (laughs) Had he never eaten before? Was he starving? It turns out that he always eats like this. I never noticed. I never noticed. And he got Cheeto crumbs in every tooth. And, you know, so I, you know, was polite. And this was the first time he was meeting a bunch of my friends also. So it was oh. particularly, like, yeah, grody and embarrassing. Yeah. And I just, you know, I took him home and it was fine. And, like, we we kept trying with our relationship. And, you know, this whole time we've been dating, it's, you know, it's been like a year at this point, year and a half maybe. And he's had these three, what I thought were birthmarks on the side of his neck. One day, one starts looking a little, little puffy to me. And I'm like, I think you're. I think your birthmark's changing, man. And he's like, "What do you mean? He can't really see it, right? Because it's on his neck." Guys, it was a, it was a, it was, it was a blackhead. <laughs> it was a blackhead. He had three in a row, oh. large ones that had been on the side of his neck for a year and a half. Our entire relationship. Y'all, I popped that thing, and I, you better believe that it looked like one of those videos where one of those old <laughs> oh, doctors has like a spoon or whatever, and is like pressing on some old guy's nose. That was that was what it was. Oh, and I just watched it, and I thought to myself as I'm squeezing this thing, and I'm watching it all come out of his neck. I'm like, it's all, it's all coming out, man. The whole. All the problems in the relationship are coming out with this blackhead right here. It's so symbolic it all of so a sudden. Symbolic. And who knew that a nasty piece of like lodged dirt in your body could be symbolic of an entire relationship? Um, and so I, I popped it, and then he went along his merry way. And thank God he did. My friends told me afterwards, they were like, we didn't want to tell you, but this man smells like horribly. Mike, did you ever meet him? 
Oh. Oh, yes. I met, yes, I have. I met Stuart. And he did have a, he had a smell? <laughs> it was just like one of those things where you're like, okay, maybe you're just... You're living that that natural vibe life, <laughs> that you know. Natural. But it wasn't a natural vibe right. life. It was and listen. Like a- and the sweater that she talks about, I didn't even realize that it was white. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle almost spit out her coffee all over the mic. I am the crusty troll spitting coffee. Wow. For God's sake. All right. All right. I saw a picture and I was like, that's the I thought it was yellow this whole time, <gasps> like a dusty yellow, oh, and come no. to find out it was originally white, and he just never washed it. Oh, my right. gosh. It was rough going, man. But I will say, listen, in his defense, he was a super nice guy. Super like, nice. I will give him that. You Very know? smart. Smart, super nice. He was also a dirty little mouse. Right, but just oblivious. Cr- <laughs> oblivious. Oblivious, you know? crusty. <laughs> Poor Stuart. And now he's happily engaged, soon to be married, and I think that perhaps he's cleaner. The last time I saw him, he looked cleaner, I I, I think, but I don't know. I mean, evidently, I don't have a good sense of judgment about this entire thing. I don't know. I was going to say, when you first met him, did you pick up on any of this? No. When I first met him, he was, like, wearing this nice button-down and whatever. He used to teach, so I think he, like, had this look that he had to have of being like the well put together, you know, college professor or whatever. But then he stopped teaching college and started teaching something else and just like let himself be crusty. I got to just say on the the topic, though, of hygiene real quick, you know, it's funny with relationships. You you don't really get to know somebody until you start living with them. Uh And you know what I mean? And these hygiene habits that they they could be putting on their best face for a really long time. And then, you know, eventually. So um, I actually just real quick had heard about this guy who my friend was living with and um, he (laughs) turns out he was like. He didn't have any towels when they moved in together. And she was like, do you want to use some of mine? And he's like, "Um, no, it's okay. I mean, you know, I'll eventually use one, but I'm not going to shower till Saturday. It was a Tuesday when they talked. No, 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 no. And he was using... So so also she noticed he didn't bring in any body wash. And she said, "Uh, you know, what's the deal with that? He goes, oh, no, I use shampoo to, to for his her, for, for his to, body. to wash his body is he uh, a dog <laughs> <laughs> like because that is well, acceptable maybe he had an appointment on Saturday for a bath and a brush out you know <laughs> and that's the part of like having a significant yes. other you know like you get that far into a relationship and it's like you learn these horrible things. <laughs> you learn these horrible things, and then it's it's like, where is the line of because everybody's horrible. I mean, that's the end of the at the end of the day, everybody is horrible. I have so many disgusting habits. I never want anybody to know about. <laughs> so obviously, I will list them all right now. No, <laughs> but like, then it becomes a question of like, you are gross, and I do love you. How gross can you get? <laughs> One day I caught him picking his nose and throwing it on the floor next to the bed. And I thought, this man has boogers sticking to the bottom of his feet when he gets into my bed. And I can't do this anymore. Oh. I can't. I can't. I can't. And so I, I kindly sent him on his way one morning and 
you know, after all of the dirt came out of the side of his neck and the boogers came off the floor into my bed, I was kind of like, all right. That's a and, lot. And all the cheesy poops were all mine now. So I think this was a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael has a happy ending to his. No. Oh, man. Look at the Biebs is staring at me and it makes me feel really nice. No, oh, I'm just kidding. A- okay. <laughs> They're in love with the uh, the Justin Bieber cardboard cutout we got from Precision Auto, and uh, thank you, Precision, thank you, Precision Auto. Auto. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, when we walked in, I thought it was a cardboard cutout of Leah, and I was like, <laughs> "Leah Rance is a cardboard cutout. Like, do I get right. to take this home? Right, with me? rent it out for like, all your parties. Ooh. You know, I <laughs> take a picture the, with Leah. The best part of that cardboard cutout is actually when um, you forget that it's there, and someone moves it, and then then you're here oh, no. late at night, oh, and sure. it's staring at you. And it's like insult to injury because then you're scared mm-hmm. by Justin Bieber. Right. Thanks, Biebs. <laughs> Thanks, you and your flannel. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Myself, like, I was like Jordan in a way where I lived through all my girlfriends. Like, I had girlfriends who were like friends. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't date. Like, I was late to the game, you know? How late are we talking? I like didn't start dating until I was like 20, you oh, know? Okay, yeah. So, like, I mean, that's a bit, I don't know. Kyle, when did you start? Dating. I was about, I, I mean, was 15. Are we talking about like dating or are we talking about high school tomfoolery? Because high school tomfoolery started pretty early on. I, you know, I had friends who had like those like high school sweethearts that they went on like the dates in the movies or they would go to like the lake for their picnics. And I was like, no, I'm at home or I'm at rehearsal for a show. Like, that just wasn't what I did, you know? By rehearsal for a show, you mean for theater or is that for your other? No, those theater shows. Theater oh. shows. Which venture? Michael was in a boy band. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I was. <laughs> that, boy, venture. that venture. No, I was grown. So I was the old man of the boy band <laughs> in that moment, right? Like, I was the Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC. Oh, my God. I was the Kevin of the Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. But no, so I supported <laughs> all my friends. And I was that, like, they would find their boyfriends. And they would go out. And I'd be like, mm, what am I doing on Friday night? Like, you know, so I was on. But then I met. Jessica, like, and she was like the first girl I actually went on an official date with, right? And I was the typical, we went to a restaurant, we went to Chi Chi's, <laughs> you know, we went and saw a movie, went and saw Gothica. <laughs> who brings their date to go see Gothica? Like, that is not an appropriate movie for a first date, you know? But I brought Jessica there. The restaurant doesn't exist anymore, rest you know? In peace, like, rest in peace, Chi Chi's. Chi Chi's actually exists in the South. <laughs> but so Jessica was like the first girl that I dated and Went, like on dates with. So I remember our second date, I was gonna be cute and I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna take her to the Quabbin Reservoir. We're gonna like have a picnic, like it's gonna be great. So that's what I did. We went to the Quabbin and we were gonna have a picnic and we we're walking around. And in the Quabbin, there's these giant hills, right? Like these, you know, it's like in a valley. And so I was like, we should go back and be like kids. Like, let's climb up the mountain and then roll down, right? Let's just relive our childhood. Jessica, being the smart one of us, too, was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, come on. Like, it's going to be great. Trying to be fun. A little Jack and Jill action, you know? And that's how this story ends. Y'all know the nursery rhyme. Word. The nursery rhyme is real, okay? <laughs> like, So I'm walking up the hill, and I see Jessica, and she's shaking her head. And I'm like, I got this. Like, it's going to be super cute. I'm going to be like the man, you know? I get to the top of the hill, and I lay down, and I start to roll. <laughs> 
<laughs> within a second of rolling, I knew this was such a bad idea. <laughs> like, picking up speed. Like, I was picking gravity up Gravity yes, to take yes. over. And I was almost like a bigger dude. Like, so I'm like getting momentum, you know? Like, I'm rolling, you know? And then there's these like flats that are like for like a second, but I would land on the flat and it would bounce me up into the next part of the hill. And I'm just rolling and rolling. How many rolling. miles per hour are you going? You know, I'm probably at least 47. A girl, I thought it was like 62, oh, you know? No. <laughs> I was going, you know? But in my mind, I'm like, I'm committing and I know this is going to be bad. I landed on the ground and I didn't move for a good seven and a half minutes. Okay? I didn't know where I was, what I was doing. I couldn't see straight. I tried to stand up. I was like Bambi just born. Like, I couldn't walk. Jessica says that, like, I was so flush, like, bobblehead status, like, you know, like, awful. We had to cut the date right there. She had to, like, literally hold me up, bring me to the car, and bring us home, and the day ended. And didn't she drive your car home? Did you pick her up, and she had to drive you home? She sure did. She had to bring me home. And I was like, she's not coming back for a third date. (laughs) Like, this is not happening. She's not coming back but luckily like in our show significant other right my bad date ended up with a wedding you know and here we are 15 years later (laughs) 15 years later two kids and many more stories that are just like that just as embarrassing just as embarrassing and ridiculous you know (laughs) but she's been like the best supporter you know so I can say that like sometimes you don't need like I've been to the mall. I've bought different clothes. I've returned them clothes. <laughs> Jessica was like that nice piece of clothing that I kept. You know what I'm saying? She was a little bit more expensive, you know? You know but she wears well. She, you know, like, you know, that's how it is. She wears she well. She wears well. Jess, I know you're listening, and I'm so sorry I let him say that. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry I didn't edit that out, but right, it's too it's funny. Fine, I did. Yeah. It's all right. But that's what it is. Is, you know, she's like the red bottom heels that girls keep forever, you know, and that's red bottom heels. It's Louboutins. So, Mike, with you being married, how does that affect your friendships, you find? Your relationships with your friends just become much more work, right? So I have my close friends that I have that, like, we talk weekly, but it's we're planning it out, you know, like right. you have to make the time, you know, and I think when you're in relationships with people, People forget who they were before that relationship, you know? So, like, your friendships were the significant other for you for so long that you have to nurture it like it's a wife or a husband, you know? You can't let it fall to the wayside, you know? And that's what I've done with Jess. I've done this when we've done with, like, my close friends, you know? And we don't get mad that we don't talk. You know, you see in the show that there's, like, a— that, well, I'm not this person anymore to you or you don't come to me with this anymore, Um but you have to make an effort. Real talk. So one of the biggest life lessons came from a Medea play, of all things for me. But what I thought was like, man, it really stuck with me was when she said, she was like going off on a monologue. I can't remember which one. There's been some, Tyler Perry's Many. been cranking them out. Mm-hmm. And there was this one where she's like, you have to realize 
who people are in your life. You're like a tree, okay? Some people, you're going to have a few of them are going to be roots. You don't need Mm -hmm. a lot of them, but they're going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. Thick and thin, doesn't matter if they've got cheesy poofs in their teeth. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a root, Leah. He was not a root. He was not a root. He's not a root. (laughs) (laughs) He was a a leaf, and they just Mm -hmm. stay for a season, and then they they go away. And some people are branches. They stick around a little longer, but if you put too much pressure on it, you know what? They'll break, and they'll break off, too, and that's fine. Not everybody is everybody's root, you know, but ever since I like thought about that analogy, I mean, that really is what it is. You'll find out who your true friends are, because if you're in a relationship that's genuinely good for you and you find that significant other, they're going to go along with it. You know what I mean? You're going to make time for the people you care about and Mm -hmm. you're not going to make time for the people you don't really care about, you know? It's so I mean, true. to get kind of weirdly serious on this, but like, you I just mean, had a, weirdly... a Oprah soul moment all of a sudden, you know? <laughs> soul sessions with Leah, you know? They know vlogger. Right, right, you know? Now that I'm with Kyle, I'm in this really healthy relationship yeah. with me. you, Kyle. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> Kyle that she is with, alas and alack. Kyle, stop. <laughs> we must tell our loves. <laughs> don't be afraid. You don't have to lie, Leah. No. I know you don't eat cheesy poofs the right way, so, you know, you and I are not together. <gasps> How dare you compare me to <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know this man. Um, but yeah, you know, then the, the friends that I have now, they've, they've stuck around because they know mm-hmm. that, you know, it's what's healthy. So. And it's important, I think, to really just have that communication, right? And I think that goes with your relationship with your significant other and your friends. Like, if you can't just be open and honest, then you really don't have a, a, anything, you know? Like, you can't... That's the foundation, like you said, those are the roots of everything. And then you can start being picky as you get older with like who's staying and who's going. You know, it's okay to put the best friend that you've had for 10 years in the acquaintance folder. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like life doesn't always work the way you in your 19 year old head is like, we're going to be friends forever. Like that's not happening. Sorry. (laughs) I noticed Kyle a lot that dirt. And I don't know if you want to get into this and maybe you can stop me, but like I noticed a lot while we've been rehearsing this play um, and and I have felt it, too. There have been a lot of moments in this that have really hit home for me. And Mm -hmm. I I've noticed you've gotten very teary eyed. We've had some very emotional rehearsals. We have. Well, and, you know, what Leah was just saying about like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All of a sudden we're like wicked serious right now. But like that's the thing about this play is that it is not it's it's a fun show. (laughs) It is hilarious. And we we are all hilarious yes. so if I may say so myself yes. but 100%. also 100 percent oh, there it is <laughs> but you know when people ask me what kind of play this is I I tell them that it's kind of a dramatic rom-com right because it's not just I know it's smart I know there are these serious elements I mean it's I think that's the beauty of Josh Harmon's writing is that he identifies these moments that are so real for all of us, um, you know, and it's not just a dramatic rom-com. It's also almost a coming-of-age story for adults, right? And so, you know, Leah's saying that I am, she's noticed me getting very teary-eyed, and it's true because, you know, I am one of the older cast members, and, you know, Mike over here is my best friend, and he is married with two kids. And, you know, as I get into my 30s and all of my closest friends are older than me. All my closest friends are married off. They have kids. I'm Auntie Kyle to everybody. And that's hard. That's really, really hard, you know, and I didn't expect to be 
so affected by this show, but it's 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 the perfect description of how I'm feeling right now. You know, I'm 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 done screwing around. You know, I'm done having all of these like wonky dudes who <laughs> are, are are dirty or <laughs> or you know don't treat me right or don't match well with me. You know, mm-hmm. when I was engaged, it was it, Paul is like one of the best humans on the face of the planet, but we were not right for each other. And, you know, that's not what I want in a partner. But that means that here I am, you know, however many years later, and I am single and I don't have the kids and I don't have the house and I don't have that five year plan that he and I talked about or whatever. And so there are moments that are hard. I There are moments that it's like, what if this is what I am like forever? You know, and I think that's what Jordan experiences so much in the show. And I think that's what makes this show accessible. Right. Because I think that every single one of us deep down has this fear of being alone, of being lonely, Mm -hmm. of being miserable. Yes. 51 percent of Americans actually right now, it's the highest ever uh, in the the younger bracket. I can't remember what age it is, but I I would say millennials. (laughs) Well, they're they're single and and um, that's the highest it's ever been. So I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat Mm -hmm. and, you know, can can relate to this play, you know, honestly. Exactly. There's that cliche that goes around, right, is that. you know, nobody can really love you deeply until you love yourself. But it's a cliche because there's truth to it. What you were saying, Leah, about I think part of our generation right now prioritizes being happy and prioritizes loving oneself. And I think that's very, very different from our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good. You know, because otherwise, what are we all? We're all going to be popping zits for the rest of our life, <laughs> popping other people's zits for that. Don't get me nope. wrong. Some people like that. But <laughs> like, I don't want to settle for zit, pop, zit popping and leftover cheese and orange 49. Uh, like, I would rather Damn. be by my. <laughs> Hashtag facts. I think I think the problem I think with me is that I was always like the big guy. So I was the big guy. But like my friends would call me jolly. Like I was the jolly friend. Right. So like. Oh, they would use the word jolly. Jolly. I was the jolly friend. You know. So I think when you play that, when you're that person, you your personality is just like the forefront. and And you have to be authentic. And people see that, you know, like it's not on what's on the outside. It really is like the inside. So cliche. So rom com. Right. But it's the truth. You know, so when Jess met me, like. We were complete. Like this is who it is. This is who I am. You know what I mean. This is what you get. What you see is what you get. And I'm like, gonna roll down this hill. Right. I'm gonna roll down this hill. <laughs> it's blissful. I'm not saying it doesn't have its problems, right? Because every relationship has its problems. But if you can just communicate effectively and be authentic to who you are, and just really have that self love. You can work through those things and you could pass it on to your kids who will then be even better than what you were. And so, you know, finding that significant other and just putting in the work prior to that, like it's work, but your the payoff is even greater. 
I can attest to that. Well, I'm super excited to showcase this play that we've been working on for so long now. It's, it feels weird that like we're only a couple weeks a out couple from of it. Weeks, hallelujah! I know we're almost to Tech Week. So, um, yes. So, if you haven't already, make plans to come see Ghostlight Theater, Significant Other, first two weekends in May. Come see me, Kyle, Michael, everybody in the cast. Please. We are going to have an amazing show for you, Significant Other. It's going to be at Gateway City Arts, and we hope to see you there. See y'all there. Thanks so much for listening, guys.